guys, welcome to the next episode of the M&M Update on the Natty Scene with your two M&Ms, your favourite M&Ms, apart from the chocolate-covered peanut things, because I quite like those as well, or the yeah, crispy ones. Sure. What what M&M would you be? Would you be a peanut one or would you be a crispy uh, one? Definitely a crispy. I'm not yeah, too much of a fan of the peanut ones. Although mm. I do like peanut butter, I just don't I don't get along with the, the peanut ones. Yeah, I, always, I think I always it's the thought... hybrid of the peanut and the chocolate. It just doesn't go together. Yeah, and it almost tastes like almost tastes like something you should be allergic to like you know people who have peanut allergies like you bite into it and you're like surely i should like break out in a rash right now this just isn't right start having the shakes and like fall over and you know fit yeah. and things yeah yeah <laughs> let's not do that guys if you are allergic to m&ms then obviously just go for the crispy ones it's fine um yeah. so yeah i think we could both be crispy ones yeah. i could possibly be the almond one fine anyway moving swiftly <laughs> on how's your week been <laughs> yeah my week's been been really really good um my training week has has again been pretty pretty solid the first few sessions of the week so uh oh man we're already friday now christ um, so the only other the only thing that I changed my training slightly but this week was I added in an arm day oh. so uh, my arms have always been a weak point for anyone that knows me so um, there's lots of things that I want to bring up on my physique but my arms are certainly something that I really want to bring up and uh, they're certainly lagging behind most other body parts so I've added in an arm day and basically taken away some of my volume at the end of pushes and pull days so it just allows me to go in with a like a laser focus on just blasting my arms, which is quite fun, actually. It also acts as like a fatigue management day, if you want to call it that, because I'm not really blasting my CNS to oblivion by training something like legs or back. So it's very, it's very like it's not very taxing at all in terms of my recovery capabilities and or cognitive ability to like get in and really, really train hard. Um, mm. so I at the moment I've enjoyed it like I enjoyed the the session that I did yesterday it was a good pump um, I got in a variety of exercises that usually at the end of a push or a pull day I just wouldn't want to do I just want to just do one or two exercises get a quick pump in my arms and, and go home but when you when you dedicate just one session to them you, you want to just do everything you want to tick every box um, so I'm excited to see what sort of progress I can make with that. I have done arm days in the past, but that was when my split was upper lower arms off, upper lower yeah. arms off, repeating. Um, so yeah, excited about that. Uh, nutrition wise, just same old, same old. Um, gained weight again, which is good. That means okay. scale weight is right, heading in the right direction. I'm like, I think I was like 167 point something this morning. Just chunky as hell. Um, <laughs> I'm like. I'm like almost twenty pounds above stage now, which is cool. That's um, so I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll easily get at least forty pounds above this year. I know it for sure. Um, nice. I've definitely got the the appetite there to get me there, and um, I, well, I hope it, it mm -hmm. certainly isn't backing down at the moment. If anything, like I always could eat more right now. Um, my structure, my routine, and food options, etc. I'm just rotating through a few a few food options, so. Namely, the only things that really rotate with me is just my carb sources. So I tend to rotate rotate between rices and potatoes, just literally depending on how I feel um, and what takes my fancy. So if I fancy like a meal with rice in it, I'll go for that. If I feel like a, I fancy like a potato day, then I'll just eat all potatoes. And yeah, it's, 
I like that kind of flexibility, but that's as far as my flexibility really goes, to be honest. Other than that, sure. my my timings and the foods that I eat are fairly similar. Um, and I, yeah. that, I think that's what breeds the best results for me in an off-season because I just like, <clears throat> it's not because they're special foods, it's just because it takes the, the deciding factor out of my life and I don't get to the end of the day with 1,500 calories left and have to put together some calorically dense really low nutrient dense foods a macro um, bowl <laughs> yeah exactly like i've done that i've been there and done that and it didn't do me any favors i don't think so um cool. yeah all is well i've got legs today as well so excited for that i think i'm going down to uh king's gym in croydon with a friend of mine so that'll be good i'm excited for that how about your nice. week vicky how's things been i know there's been a lot of positive improvements for once <laughs> loads loads and loads and loads of positive improvements so basically last week I suffered from the most horrendous bloating I was still not sleeping very well and one of the biggest things that I found actually over night time right my temperature was going up so high I was so fucking hot it was unbelievable um and it was because my body was trying to digest the foods that were obviously causing me some kind of an intolerance Oh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, well, it does, doesn't it? Once you start digesting your food, you start to increase your body temperature and all these various different nice chemical yeah. processes help, which I'm not going to get into because I don't want to. Um, and that's the reason why your body temperature goes up. Now, because all of that food that I was obviously intolerant to was stuck in my gut, it was trying to digest it when I wasn't doing anything else. So I wasn't training. I wasn't walking around. I wasn't running around after the kids. I was literally laid down in bed. So that's the reason why. I started overheating and that's mm. what was disrupting my sleep. So I went bro and um, since Monday, well, now I started on the Sunday last week. So I haven't even got a full week just yet, but I basically cut everything out. So I've cut out oats, I've cut out whole eggs, I've cut out um, white potato, which were my anabolic chippies, which I'm very upset about. Um, I've cut out my toast, I've cut out various other things that are going to be inflammatory, even things like citrus fruits. Okay. So like my oranges and stuff. So I've got rid of those. Yeah. Um, within two days, that was a beautiful slip. Within two days. Oh yeah, the I microphone shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Strong. Um, within two days, I had gone from 119 pound point seven down to 114. Yeah. So a load it's of inflammation. load of inflammation, load of bloat. Which I and... told you it was. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. You know, and you could see it. I was so distended. I looked like I was ready to have twins. It was yeah. awful and it was painful, you know, and I've now got visible abs. My sleep has improved. My temperature at night has not gone. I'm actually going to bed. I'm dead asleep by 10 p.m. I'm waking up at 5.30 naturally. Mm. Um and I'm I'm not even getting up for an old lady pee. I oh, mean, wicked. That, so you're sleeping I through. Know. I'm Amazing. sleeping through all the way. So you know, and my performance in the gym has increased because course, my performance yeah. in the gym was going shit because of the blowing and the lethargy and everything. But I did actually take three days off in uh, well, three days, four days, completely off from the gym. Just shows how important gut health is. Yeah, God completely. Yeah. Completely. Um, also, the other thing that I did this week was I've reduced my caffeine intake. Yep. Um, so I will literally only have one. <laughs> I say one. Yeah. If you're not watching on YouTube. I thought you were making a coffee, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that is my one coffee, but that's my one caffeinated coffee that I have in a daytime. Um, or, yeah, so all day. The rest of it, I just have decaf coffee. But I tell you what, Jesus Christ, the headaches that I've had this week. <laughs> yeah, I bet, because you were relying on coffee so much. 
so much. Right. I mean, I will say this with a word of warning, guys. If you want to obviously resensitize yourself to caffeine, if that is the reason it why you're shit. doing it, going through these first four days, I thought I was going to die at one yeah. point. The migraines that I was getting, because I suffer from migraines anyway. So yeah. I was just getting these pounding headaches. And I was like, shit, this is like proper withdrawal. Uh. So it just goes to prove how many coffees I was having in a day. Um, but that's kind of subsided. I've just got like this kind of blurry head now. So, it, it, but it is a lot better. My focus in the gym is better. Um, nutrition wise, obviously, like I just said, I've gone back to things like chicken and rice, chicken and sweet potatoes. Um, I'm adding in some 5% lean steak, um, which is quite nice. And I'm digesting that really nicely as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm having what I call a concoction bowl before I go and train, which is my cream of rice with whey and blueberries. Do you know what? We're talking about non-magic foods. That is a magic food. <laughs> I can go. I can go for hours on that shit. Mm. It's absolutely amazing. And um, another thing that I've swapped is I've started having my creatine before I train. Okay. That I've started changing. Now it might just be a placebo effect. It might just be the magic of the core. But mm. again, I feel like I am a lot stronger in the gym. I can easily smash out weights and just kind of think, oh, I could have done more on that, you yeah. know, and, and things it's, like it's that. It's most likely the sleep, if I'm honest with you. Over the, over the core, over the food, over everything, it literally probably is sleep. Because you were sleeping like hardly anything and waking up in the middle of the night, sleep quality was completely diminished. And now that you're sleeping through and getting actually like rest, yeah. um, you're, you're realizing what the potential is when you actually get rest. Um, yeah. So I, I'd say that, in all, my opinion at least, is that the majority of the progress that you've made is, is primarily from sleep. Yeah. Um, which, 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 is, which is a derivative of, of fixing the gut health issue. So, Absolutely. yeah, guys, if, you, if, you, if you're not sort of having good time with digestion, you need to fix it. Um, mm -hmm. And can't, don't be afraid to go it. chicken and rice, dear God. You know, yeah. I mean, I was there, for, I was quite upset when I had to kind of go chicken and rice. But to be perfectly honest, the amount of different meals that I've had with chicken and rice is just really exciting. I made, um, I don't know if people have seen it on Instagram, but go and have a look. Um, I made a cheeseburger, chicken and rice. Wow. I mean, it was freaking amazing. Yeah. You know, I just, it was literally chicken and rice. And I just added pickles and ketchup and mustard. And it was like, this is this is like a cheeseburger. <laughs> Sounds like you're still in prep, Vicky. To be honest. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Right. Right. Chicken and rice. But I just I, I just eat chicken and rice. I can get less about oh, the really? sauces. Oh really? That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just wanted something a bit different. I was like, oh, I want chicken and rice because I'm enjoying chicken and rice, but I want something a bit different. I you're know. I'll make some food. kind of cheeseburger. You're good with <laughs> food. I just I just slap it all together. Like my like my post workout is the most simple. Just chucking cereal and then however i did copy your shake idea of blending it and that's yeah. wicked you create so much more um well you create a much thicker liquid for cereal it's so way nice better yeah, yeah and it doesn't make your cereal go soggy yeah you still have that crunch all the way to the end yeah yeah i totally agree with that that's a good that yeah that was a really good shout anyway um <laughs> so we were going to talk about essentially uh the issues that you'll arise or that you'll come across when you're contest prepping so it's about this time of the year when people get sort of into the into the gritty part of contest prep for some people. So the earlier shows that are like June time, people are certainly getting to the point where it's starting to get a little difficult and people potentially are looking like 
at running into some roadblocks. Uh, so, first off, Vicky, like, are there any off the top of your head roadblocks that you encountered in your contest prep last year, or even ones in in past, like where you've thought about, you know, what's the point in doing this? Uh, am I going to get through this? And and how have you sort of overcome those those slight sort of roadblocks? Um. I'm going to change the question slightly because I think using me as an example is um, not going to answer the question because I'm, I was like you, nothing really kind of phased me in the last, sure. in these contest preps, even though I went through a really shitty contest prep in 2015. What do you think mentally made you just get over those shitty things though? Because like the thing is a lot of this is mental and mm. it is actually beneficial for people to hear what you think from a mentality perspective helped you because that's what all people should be like. Like yeah. people shouldn't hit a roadblock and fail. But yeah. eight out of 10 people that do contest preps hit roadblocks and fail. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, so, so what do you think helps you from a mindset perspective? So from a mind, mindset perspective, I that was easy for me to say one time, looking out. Um, mindset wise, yeah. in 2015, I did it because I had a goal in mind. I was getting married and um, basically I needed some kind of goal because I'd actually reached my wedding dress goal very, very early. Okay. Um, I'd obviously been a bodybuilder previously and I just decided, right, I need a goal, I need a focus, I'm gonna go back and do a show. So my goal in mind was to basically keep that figure for my wedding dress. Yep. And that was the reason why I did it. Now, even though I went through a shitty prep in 2015, that mindset was so strong because I had such a goal in mind. That was what I did. Now, obviously, from my past history of having anorexia, the mindset of anorexics and anybody who has an eating disorder overcomes and overpowers anything else. Yeah. It is so strong, which is the reason why it's so hard to recover from it. Mm. Um that mind and you, you it's almost like you have a little bit of schizophrenia you know where you have voices talking to you in the back of your head saying yeah. you are fat you are overweight you need to do this you need to do that and that voice is powerful mm. so it's almost like i can use that to my advantage um because now that voice is actually my bodybuilding box ticking voice yeah and it's like actually you need to do this because you're going to stand on stage in a bikini in front of all of these different people and you need to look better than everybody else on stage. Yeah. So that was my mindset of of how things worked. I'm a very 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 self-controlling person. I won't I'm not controlling in life and with other people, but I am very self-controlled and that is that was my mindset. I just kind of got on with it. The other thing that I think about is that when I ha when I do have a dark day, I just think to myself you chose to do this and you are and that's three the weeks biggest out. thing yeah. Yeah. yeah this is your choice if you want to choose to get on stage you are going to have dark days you are going to have difficult days you're going to have days where you feel hungry and you don't want to go to the gym and that you look flat and you look shit and you have your mindset of thinking what's the fucking point because i'm going through this stage of looking shit before i look good you've just got to put on a hoodie put on a set of headphones as big as the ones that AJ's are wearing, get your head down and fucking do it. Yeah. And that is what I say to people. I did actually have a conversation with one of my clients actually who had, um, she said that she was really tired and really hungry. So she gave herself a little treat 
and gave herself a hundred more calories worth of carbs. Mm. Now the thing is, is like we're still sixteen weeks out, and I said to her at that point, "Listen, yeah. at this point, okay, fine. I'm not going to shout at you too much. However, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't think because you are having a tired day." that you can treat yourself with 100 calories worth of carbs more or just 100 calories more. You know, you've got to be bob on the fucking thing. Yeah. If you want this and you want this as hard as you bloody can, you just need to man up and grow a pair. Crack on with it. Yeah. You know, treating yourself is... Treat yourself after the show. You know, it's it's a marginal part of your life, but do really think, I personally honestly think, and I'm quite passionate about it, that this is your choice. You choose to do things in life, whether it be working online, working for somebody else, working on the railway, bodybuilding, whatever, you choose to do it. And with everything that you choose to do in life, you take an element of risk as well. Mm. Formula One drivers choose to drive really fast cars at really fast paces. They take an element of risk taking those corners at such an extent. Putting a barbell on your back that's 200 kilos and squatting with it, that comes with a risk, doesn't it, Steve? But, you know, <laughs> you all have to take this. <laughs> Burn. Um, but we're not burning Jack Thorburn though today, no. so that's all right. <laughs> um, but you know, everything comes with an element of risk. Even things like, let's take digestion for an example. The food that you eat comes with an element of risk. Mm. Are you going to be at risk for bloating? Is that going to risk your sleep? Is that going to potentially lead to other risks? Mm. You know, everything in life comes with a risk. But you either man up and take it, or do something fucking else. Yeah. I honestly think that that's the biggest thing with this whole with the whole the whole bodybuilding realm even in off season like people don't seem to want to be consistent in their off seasons um, because they don't have that set goal of getting on stage and the pressure of obviously being there at a certain time and and making sure they're ready um, I, I think people fall off as a result. Like they, they fall off their structure. They fall. Some people even fall off their training. So they don't even train hard. Um, yeah. And but you don't get in the off season. No, You're fucking strong in the off season. No, yeah, train hard. It makes no sense in in mm-hmm. my opinion. But it is what it is. And I've certainly fallen off structure in the past. Um, mm. So I've I've lost structure with my food intake. I've I've lost structure with. Um, my sleep and just sort of making sure everything's regimented on that side of things but i don't think i've ever lost like lost sync with the the end goal which is obviously to get back on stage improved i don't think i've ever lost that um no. but yeah when, when it comes to dieting like that there, there was so many times like i there were things that i was doing that i just didn't i didn't feel like i could keep this up for very long but that's why you don't prep like for years on end like with no breaks yeah that's why it's a it's a, it's a it's a means to an end mm. you do these things that are crazy and absurd and silly to get to the bodybuilding stage which is at the end of the day a crazy absurd silly look if you've done it right mm. and then you step on stage and then you're done and then you stop doing a lot of those silly and absurd things and you come back to a more normalized lifestyle and mm. I don't think people expect it to be so crazy or absurd or, or ridiculous. I, I think especially mm. especially when um, it's their first time doing it, they expect it to be something that's 
relatively feasible in terms of the practicality of fitting it in within a work life, social life, etc. And I actually have a few clients this year that, well, I have several that are competing in their first ever shows. Yeah. And um, they're quite far way out at the moment, but they're still eating out on a frequent basis. And this, to me, actually starts to ring alarm bells because I'm like, okay, do you realize at this moment you can do this now, but you can't do it later? And I'm being honest with you. If you want a social life, simply stop prepping because you're yeah. not you're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to go out with your pals on a Friday night after work and go and estimate a meal. Like you can, but you won't get optimal results. You really won't. And the thing that fucks me right off is when people on YouTube with huge followings, they'll be in contest prep and they'll preach it as something that, you know, oh, like contest prep you can fit around your lifestyle you can fit around eating out and things like that they end up getting on stage and looking like shit anyway so yeah or well at least not looking as good as they could do and if they do look good it's annoying because they're just getting through on a genetic card basically yeah. um but i saw one this morning and the guy was like oh i am um, uh, I'm in, I'm in like, I'm in this restaurant, American restaurant. This is my first meal of the day. And he looked at his watch and it was like 4 p.m. And he was like, I've intermittent fasted for this one meal. And it was just a giant meal of like pancakes and and crap, basically, from, from an American restaurant. And he's like two weeks out or something. I'm like Assisted or natural? I No, natural. And natural. I, I, I would, I, I, as a coach... If I was watching that that vlog, I'd say, mate, sort your shit out. That's mm. not that's not optimal. You know, even if you could call yourself evidence based and making the most of what flexible dieting and hitting your macros can offer you, which of course you can be fairly flexible and still get pretty peeled. Mm. But I'd always question as to whether that's optimal. Again, um, we know that regular protein feedings is going to set you up for more lean muscle mass retention. So you fasting from the minute you wake up to 4 p.m. to have your first protein feeding of a huge bolus of protein, carbs and fats in one big go and then train. And then the funny thing is, he said a minute after that, he was like, oh, I'm trying to um, situate my food so I'm maximizing training performance. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I, just looked, I just looked at the screen, I was like, no. What? No, yeah. mate. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're fucking so not. And it so pisses funny. me off to high heaven. And I wish people like that, I wish people like that could spend a day with either me or you or someone that, like Jack or something like that, who got legitimately peeled and ticked every box. I wish they could spend a day with us when we're like one or two weeks out and realise what actual contest prep looks like. Mm. Like, I put up that thing yesterday about my stupid foot <laughs> i could barely walk <laughs> yeah 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 and that that is contest prep and someone someone the funny fucking thing is i'm going off on a run someone commented saying couldn't you have just lowered calories i'm like no that's not how it works yeah. if you if you're a champion you're stubborn as shit and exactly. you won't do anything different yes i could have just lowered calories but would that have changed my routine? Would that have changed what I was doing on a daily basis? Like, it your look. yeah, yeah. Could it have changed my performance in the gym? I, I didn't have time for that. I'd rather my foot fell off on the treadmill 
than me drop my calories <laughs> like come on <laughs> that's so funny but but no that's absolutely true yeah. and it is it's that mindset that gets you through i remember being i remember doing my last heavy leg day before the british finals right yeah. and i actually did the leg day with my husband scott and i was doing the vertical leg press heavy fucking ass leg press <laughs> i remember doing my last set rolling out of the leg press and i leant down on myself and I physically started crying because it hurt so much. I was low on calories, low on body fat, and I was physically crying. Couldn't stop myself. You know, it wasn't like full on sobbing, but basically like, you know, tears were coming out of my eyes. And I looked at Scott and I said, I am nearly there now. Hmm. Now inside, Scott's heart was breaking, seeing me looking like that and feeling like that because it was so fucking hard. Yeah. But all he did was turn around to me and says, yeah, all right, man up, you're nearly there. Good man. And that was it. And that's what I needed. And I think that is really good to get you through a dark day, having that support network. I had Scott, I have you, um, you know, and, and that's what I did. So, so actually, that's a really good coaching point, actually. You know, Your if you feel... Network. Yeah, just have that one person that you... Um, just uh, have that one person that you can really rely on throughout contest prep whether it be your coach your husband your best friend whatever or have like you know one or two around i know that there were some things that i couldn't talk to scott about but i spoke to you about yeah you know um everybody knows that me and aj obviously have a good close relationship and um we are ultimate best friends and best friends to the end um <laughs> So, um, but yeah, but get that support network in as well. But that is what prep is all about. You are going to have fucking hard days and you're going to have days where you can't eat a shit ton of pancakes. I think I think that's a big thing that, that you touched on there with regards to support network and who you choose to, to surround yourself with. If you are surrounding yourself with people that will literally like wipe your ass when you start to complain and cry. So you're like, or you're crying or getting upset and they're like, oh my God, are you okay? Ah, like, come on, it's it's all right. It's maybe don't train today. Yeah, yeah, maybe take a day off, maybe sleep in. Um, like, you don't need people like that. And no. unfortunately for my clients, like, I have, unfortunately, zero empathy. Yeah, me too. Me <laughs> too. Oh, my God, I, I'm so glad it's not just me. <laughs> yeah, I have, like, zero empathy right now. And the funny thing is, like, a few of them, a few, a few people messaged me this week, um... Aiden, who works with you, mm. he messaged me saying, like, he was absolutely done in after a push session and could, like, he was like, oh, I'm, like, feeling really, really tired as I'm driving home. And I just said, you're such a pussy. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, did you leave your handbag at home? Aiden? Yeah. I was like, mate, I was like, mate, you're such a pussy. And he was like, I both love you and hate you for saying that. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, mate, don't you worry. I'm not going to give you any, any empathy until you have lines in your ass. Yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. I was like, that's when I'll start to say, all right, mate, like <laughs> you're very lean. This is, this is, this is going to be taxing. Like, I hope you're all right. I won't ever say, I hope you're all right until you're fucking lean, lean. Um, I, you just need people like that, that make you feel this is easy or yeah. this is, a, this is, this is okay. And I'm like, like, you know, natural bodybuilders trying to get lean, unless you're doing really something, like, really something silly with your diet, yeah. you're not going to die. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not going to get really, really sick. You're just going to feel like rubbish at some exactly. points. You, you're not, like, nothing bad is going to happen. Like, what's going to happen? Like, you're going to be able to wake up in the morning and feel like 
you can ha- like you can get through another day like you can do that the mind the mind is the biggest variable behind whether you get to your goal or not seriously it is and mm-hmm. there's so many people this year that will listen to this podcast and hopefully they'll be able to tap into something greater as a result because mm-hmm. a lot of people will not realize that their mindset is the limiting factor all they'll do is listen to podcasts where people tell you how bad prep is and tell you how how much of a struggle it is and they'll mm-hmm. think and then, and then they'll conceptualize that in like the 10 weeks out mark they'll be like oh it's really tough fucking mm. hell 10 weeks out i was don't, still bouncing off the wall don't think I, <laughs> yeah we had a session together and we were both fine um yeah. and i you know i just think that people need to realize that you know try and try and try and just really look forward to feeling like complete crap in a weird sadistic way just try and look forward to the point at which you're leaner than anyone else and you're really feeling like shit like try and look forward to that and break through that mentally and you'll be you'll be on your way anyway we will wrap things up there as i know vicky's got places to go and things to do so um should we do our image screenshot screenshot okay ready on, but i've got the made by uh, i've got that one right three two one awesome. epic screen grab epic doug was just grab. looking at me saying like what the fuck are you doing mate uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, so amazing cool wicked thanks for listening guys as usual hope the audio was better on this one because i've got my um fucking childhood headphones on um oh, so I look like a cyborg. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah. It's been a very laughing episode. I have enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good. All right, guys. Out of 10. So, Thanks yeah, uh, lots of love, guys. And see you next week. In a see bit. you. Bye.